Psalm 106. Hallelujah. Acclaim the Lord, for he is good, for his kindness is forever. Who can utter the Lord's mighty acts? Who can make heard all his praise? Happy those who keep justice, who do righteousness at all times. Recall me, O Lord, when you favor your people. Mark me for your rescue. See the good of your chosen ones, to rejoice in the joy of your nation, to revel with your estate. We offended like our fathers, we wronged, we did evil. Our fathers in Egypt did not grasp your wonders. They did not call to mind your many kindnesses, and rebelled by the sea at the Sea of Reeds. Yet he rescued them for his name's sake, to make known his might. He blasted the Sea of Reeds, and it dried up. He led them through the deep as through wilderness. And though he res and he rescued them from the hand of the hostile, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy, and the waters covered their foes, not one of them remained. And they trusted his words, they sang his praise, quickly they forgot his deeds, they did not await counsel his counsel, they felt a sharp craving in the wilderness. They put God to the test in the wasteland, and he gave them what they had asked, sent food down their throats, and they were jealous of Moses in the camp of Aaron, the Lord's Holy One. The earth opened and swallowed Dothan, and covered Abrim's band, and fire burned through their band. Flame consumed the wicked. They made a calf at Horeb, and bowed to a molten image, and they exchanged their glory for the image of a grass-eating bull. They forgot the Lord, they forgot the God, the rescuer, who did great things in Egypt, wonders in the land of Ham, awesome deeds at the Sea of Reeds, and he would have wiped them out, were it not for Moses, his chosen one. He stood in the breach before him, to turn back his wrath from destruction, and they despised the land of desires, they did not trust his word, and they muttered in their tents, and they did not heed the word of the Lord. And he raised his hand against them, to make them fall in the wilderness, to despise their seed, disperse their seed among the nations, to scatter them among the lands. And they clung to Baal Peor, and ate sacrifices to the dead, and they provoked him through their acts, and the scourge broke out among them. And Phinehas stood and prayed, and the scourge was held back. And it was counted for him as merit, generation to generation forevermore. And they caused fury over the waters of Meribah, and it went badly for Moses because of them. For they rebelled against him, and they pronounced rash things, and he pronounced rash things with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples, and the Lord had said, as the Lord had said to them, and they mingled with the nations and learned their deeds, and they worshipped their idols, which became a snare to them. And they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons, and they shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and their daughters when they sacrificed to Canaan's idols, and the land was polluted with blood guilt, and they were defiled through their deeds, and went whoring through their actions. And the Lord's wrath blazed against his people, and he abhorred their estate, and gave them into the hand of nations, and their haters ruled over them, and their enemies oppressed them, and they were subject to their power. Many times did he save them, and they rebelled against his counsel, and were brought low through their misdeeds. And he saw, when they were in straits, 
when he heard their song of prayer, he recalled for them his pact, relented through his many kindnesses, and he granted them mercy in the eyes of all their captors. Rescue us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations to acclaim your holy name and to glory your praise. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel forevermore. And all the people say, Amen. Hallelujah. This is another historical psalm uh, like the one I read previously, 105. Um, 106 has uh, a different view uh, in a sense of the history of Israel. So where 105 talks about how blessed Israel is and how they are brought into the promised land and how they um, uh, conquered the people that lived there and uh, in, in Canaan and um, and just sort of the point of view of like, this is what God did for the people of Israel and how blessed they are. Uh, Psalm 106 looks at it from almost the opposite direction of in spite of their many um, failures, uh, God has continued to um, love and support his people. And the psalm almost straight away jumps into a litany of failures of Israel. Um, so, for instance, uh, the golden calf incident, um, when Moses went up the mountain to um, get the Ten Commandments, and the people of Israel uh, melted down all the gold they had taken from the Egyptians and built a golden calf. Uh, this is one of the lines that um, um, has become somewhat famous um, from this psalm. Uh, they exchanged the glory of God for uh, a, a grass-eating ox or for an idol. Um, and uh, whether this is the first place or this is one of the many places that uh, I'm not really sure. Um, but the idea of exchanging something very good and, uh, and glorious and wonderful for something base and temporary um, is a really common theme in the Bible. And uh, we, we see this all the time in real life where people will exchange something of surpassing value for something that is temporarily seems like it's the right idea, but is of no, no worth whatsoever, um, or the worth disappears immediately. Um, this psalm also includes uh, the line that uh, God would have destroyed his people, except that Moses stood in the breach and... Um, and argued that it would have been a mistake for God to do that because uh, instead of seeing God's glory of pulling his people out of Egypt, they would see instead that God couldn't even keep his people uh, in line um, to reach the promised land. Um, so this is almost unrelenting, uh, as I said before, a story of failure and how the people of Israel didn't follow uh, God's laws. Uh, when they go into Canaan, uh, it says um, that they did not destroy the people there. And again, we talked yesterday about how this is a troubling thing because you've got people uh, commanded by God to kill. This is not to whitewash it. This is literal genocide. They were to destroy this entire culture. Um, maybe not everyone in it, um, but uh, it's even a problem that they um, were allowed, you know, that they... Um, uh, married Canaanite women. And we see that uh, causing problems um, from a theological standpoint where people, because, they, you know, for instance, Solomon, who took the um, 
the wives that knew other gods and um and he started to follow them because um because you know that's that's the sort of thing you do you start following the religious observances of your of your spouse um and this is uh this is troubling one thing that makes it a little bit less troubling at least in my mind is that uh, according to this psalm the canaanites practiced child sacrifice um killing sons and daughters uh this is not uncommon in primitive cultures uh, we know from archaeological evidence that in the americas uh child sacrifice was really common it seems to have been done to um you know pass some sort of blessing or, or consecrate uh the ground where uh, for instance pyramids were laid uh there is archaeological evidence of um children babies uh being slaughtered and buried on each of the four corners of a pyramid um that's utterly horrifying and i think uh the culture that um not only is rejoicing but even promoting uh the slaughter of innocents in order to um you know gain some advantage uh, whether it's real or whether it's imaginary I, I think that culture needs to be destroyed and i think there is some validity to saying look there are um there are cultures that are uh glorifying the slaughter of innocence and that's not okay and it doesn't have to be that we destroy those cultures by killing all the people that are in it uh, i don't think that's the way to go um, and certainly less true now um, when we have other means of of um, of helping people find a, a better way um, a lot of times i think it's you know it comes can you imagine the despair that you must have in order to uh to sacrifice your own your own child because often this was this was a real sacrifice of someone's own child it was not someone they captured um from their enemies uh i also think the obedience that um that god is calling for is not just the conquering and destroying uh, obedience and again I, I think this is a the thing that we have to struggle with as as people who find these books sacred um it's also uh obedience to the ten commandments and other laws that were about justice uh, they were about um you know the number of times the bible talks about um providing for widows and orphans and foreigners and strangers in the land as it's as it's sometimes put is is far outweighs the number of times it says to slaughter uh foreign cultures so i think a lot of times the um the psalms have a particular viewpoint and in this case it was from the viewpoint of someone who is in exile and trying to figure out why are we in exile if we're really the promised you know the the people that god favors why are we in exile why have we been captured and um, almost certainly this uh referring to the babylonian exile where um where jews were pulled out of their country and forced to live away 
and uh, and slaughtered and um, uh, and taken out of their homes. And uh, and the question is, why is that? And the answer of this psalm is because we've never been good at following the rules and the laws of the Lord, and we're, we haven't uphold our side of the bargain. So why should we continue to be um, favored by God if we're not upholding our head, end of the covenant? Uh, didn't plan on having this um, this sort of uh, you know thinking about these sorts of things this morning. I uh, just opened the Psalms, read the next one that was on the list, and um, looked through the commentary that um, that I have on it, uh, the Robert Alter commentary from the version I'm reading, and uh, there is no choice but to sort of address these issues head on. Um, and I think that's something that's valuable and good that the Psalms provide is uh, not shirking away from the hard things. Um, and again, I want to reiterate that as a, as a Christian, I think these things have been redeemed and changed. Um, so we don't need to strictly follow the idea of like, well, we need to reclaim the promised land for the Jews because the bigger picture is that um, uh, God has used the, the Jewish people to bring the Messiah. Um, so anyway, I will talk to you next time. We'll see if I get lighter reading or perhaps heavier reading next uh, next psalm.